Thanks again for joining us on the From Failure to Freedom podcast. We will discuss topics of struggle in the workplace, relationships, finances, health, and personal life. The points in time where we've been at our lows and the freedom to fail our way to success. We're all failing, steering our ship in the direction we think leads to land, going head on into every storm life throws our way. This will be a journey unlike any other. We welcome you to join us as we dive deep into the open water that is our freedom. Join with me again tonight is Weston. Hope you've been well. I know we haven't recorded an episode in a little while. How you doing tonight? I'm doing really well. And the topic for this episode is what drives you. And it's important to discover yourself. Otherwise, you have to depend on other people's opinions when they don't know themselves either. So tonight, that's what we're focusing on is knowing what motivates you, uh, what excites you, and even what brings you peace. We're, we're trying to get answers from ourselves, but also encourage answers out of other people. Uh, communication is a good way to talk and figure things out. So that's what we're going to do tonight. And my first question for you, Chris, is what motivates you? Yeah, I remember hearing this several times in my life. This is this is a question I've, I've struggled with for quite a bit. Um, it kind of goes into line with, you know, what are you passionate about? What do you enjoy? Things like that. It's, it's kind of in the same vein, I would say. For the longest time, I didn't know what motivated me because I felt lost. I felt like I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I was doing. And I was just kind of going through the motions. You know, we are trained, we are educated to go through school to, oh, well, you got you to gotta work as an adult. You have to work a job Monday through Friday, nine to five, whatever. But nobody really teaches about, you know, what is motivating you to want to do better, to want to do more, to want to break the mold, break the cycle of the everyday, do what everyone else does and just be yourself. For me, what really motivates me now is the ability to learn more, the ability to grow for myself, grow for other people, and the ability to meet other like-minded people like me. And I know I've said this before, Weston, but that's one of the reasons why I like when we get to actually see each other, because it doesn't really matter what we're doing. We're always going to have a good time. We're always going to have great discussions. We're always going to talk about things that needed to be discussed and not everyone can do that. Not everyone is comfortable at the level that we are talking about these issues that we're talking about. And I mean, that is very special to me. That actually motivates me to want to come up with more, to think more, to think differently, to have different you know, topics of discussion, to have different perspectives. One thing that I heard a while ago that I've always enjoyed is perspective is like holding a diamond up to the sun. My version of perspective is going to be much different than yours because there's going to be certain shines through the diamond. There's going to be certain edges on my side. I'm going to see through it differently than you are. And that kind of goes without saying it's it's everyone's experience that they're going to be holding that diamond and they're just going to be looking at something different. And I actually wanted to ask you, Weston, going off of that analogy, what would you say has been your experience for perspective on that same diamond? Well... I encourage anybody and everybody to use your natural intuition, your gut instinct, curiosity to drive you forward and gain a better understanding of yourself, of your world, 
That way, when you do have to make a decision about what you want, what you desire, you can take action. This will lead you to make changes in your life that you will see as fulfilling in every way. And so when they say time is limited, I don't think of death. I don't think of not being able to do these things. I think that I'm so driven and motivated that 24 hours in the day is not enough. Like sleep is not considered something that I I desire anymore. You know, I want to keep working and pushing. And so if I am met with a setback or some difficulties along the way, uh, perhaps the worst will happen, perhaps not. But until then, I want to look forward to better things. That's what pushes me and motivates me is just endless possibilities. And so with endless possibilities, I know that my efforts are not wasted. I know that if I've struggled before, I survived. That if I struggle again, I'll survive. I haven't reached my peak. I haven't plateaued. I'm simply in preparation. And if you're in preparation right now, it feels like you could be stuck, that you might be in a rut. I'm telling you now, if you don't have a solid understanding, if you don't have a solid plan, go back, start over, figure out where your weakness is. And that's made all the difference for me. So you had said something in the previous episode of how a lot of people dread Mondays because they have to go to work. They have to you know, work on a job they may not like. They may have to do things that they don't want to do. But you look at Mondays as if they're a blessing because you get to wake up. You get to experience these things, whether it's positive or negative. And that's very empowering. And one quote that I, I've always thought about, and again, we'll quote many people, uh, one of my favorites, Steve Harvey. He talks about how you start your day thinking either positively or negatively. If you think it's going to be a bad day, it's almost like in your brain, it's just a warehouse of workers. And the foreman comes on. He's like, hey, everybody, Steve said it's going to be a bad day. So let's get to work. Let's get to it. And throughout the day, your brain is automatically going to be doing work to make sure that your day continues to be negative. Whereas... If you wake up and you're like, man, it just, it feels like a great day. It's a Monday. I can't wait to get to it. I can't wait to see what today has to bring me. Then that same voice going to the foreman of your brain, like, oh, hey, listen, Chris, Weston, Steve, they said they're going to have a good day today. That's great news. Let's get to work. Let's get things happen. They think something good's going to happen. Same kind of mentality. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about with perspective with the diamond as well. If you think you're going to have a good day, chances are you will. And if you think you're going to have a bad day, chances are you will as well. So it really is just a thought process, in my opinion, of kind of the things that motivate you to get to that point. Definitely. And I'd like to point out that even the smallest efforts that you make to get going to uh, make an impact on your day-to-day life, just something different, something small, that creates momentum. And it might be hard at the beginning to stick to something to make a change in your life that benefits you. The easiest thing to do is to be lazy. But if you do something that keeps you active, that keeps you moving, that keeps you sharp, uh, that can be very difficult. But you know what they say? With momentum, the ball gets rolling and you can start to see your hard work paying off. I personally write my goals down. I know, Chris, you do as well. I would encourage anybody listening to write a list of your goals. They can be small, they can be large, they can be a combination, does not matter. Just write down some goals that are attainable now, some that are attainable later, 
and some that really require you to put forth a long-term effort. Confucius said, the man who moves a mountain begins by carrying away small stones. So start small, and then you can focus on the high-priority tasks once you've built up your confidence, your self-esteem, and once you know exactly what you're capable of, go past your limits at that point. Yeah, and I really like how you you brought up, I mean, writing down goals is very important. Uh, Jim Rohn said, those who are failing to plan are planning to fail. And I actually really believe in that because if you write down a list of your goals, by the way, again, in previous episode, we said humans love lists and it's true. I personally love lists. I love being able to write things down and check them off. It makes me feel satisfied. It makes me feel a sense of joy. It it does motivate me as well. One thing that I used to do that I no longer do, I used to write down goals that I knew for sure I could, I could do. I could say, oh yeah, well, make your bet. Yeah, that used to be a goal for me. And it still is sometimes just to kind of, not, not as more of a goal, but as a, hey, you need to keep on track to do this type of thing. You know, just kind of a friendly reminder, like, hey, make sure you do this. But one thing that I used to do is set my goals too low. And that actually can be very damaging as well, because what you're doing is you're, you're setting goals for yourself, sure, but making them too e- easy. You know, humans, we crave challenge. We crave difficulty. We, we crave problem solving. And that's why if you get stuck in a job where things are too easy and you feel like you're just a mindless zombie going through the motions, being able to do what you need to do and focus on other things as well, or just be stuck in your mind thinking about all the negatives like finances or your health or bills. That's where it becomes dangerous because you're setting things too low. You're not challenging yourself. And in the long run, you're going to leave yourself disappointed. So one thing that I would say with that is make sure that your goals are not too easy, but also make sure that they are attainable at some point. And that's true. Studies propose that our motivation changes as we move toward a goal. You know, we're inspired by positive outcomes at the very beginning, uh, by hope. But as you continue and reality sets in and the challenges set in, you start to focus on responsibilities, perhaps even fear of negative outcomes or failure. This is where your progress comes to a halt. It can be a devastating blow for a lot of people. I know plenty of people who have made progress, who have worked hard, and then just one big roadblock was enough to stop them dead in their tracks. And it really took a toll. And it's not that those people didn't recover, but you've lost a significant amount of time and a significant amount of willpower and effort to being taken down. When you leave a trail of unfinished business in your life, you become filled with this sense of doom that you'll just never finish, never succeed. And at this point, that's where motivation doesn't mean anything. Uh, If you don't have discipline, motivation is not going to be enough. And so that's where both Chris and I push each other to stay disciplined in the things that we need to be and to stay on top of our emotions, stay on top of our thought process and stay on top of what we can control, which really boils down to how we respond. One thing I would say as well is, and this happens a lot when it comes to like going to the gym, working out, being healthy, staying in shape. Most humans I've noticed 
don't quite understand their true potential until they're faced with a difficult goal and they can choose to give up or pursue it until it becomes finished. And the people that actually pursue that goal until it's finished afterwards, they think, wow, if I could do that, what else can I do? You know, what are the limits for me? And that's a sense of motivation that kind of moves into the other question you were asking Wesson of what excites you? Because when you do complete a goal, you, you relish in that and you think, man, I, I did that. That was something I did. This is an accomplishment. This excites me. This makes me feel good about myself. This, it, you know, it, it invokes all these different things. And then thinking about what got you to that point, you know, the hard work that you put in, the blood, sweat, and tears, the time, the heart specifically, all those things, for me personally, that that excites me. You know, going through the the, the process it may be difficult at first. It may be hard while you're doing it. It may be something that you feel is going to bring you to breaking point. But then when you get to the other side of that fence, you get to the greener pastures. It just feels so nice. And that that's one thing kind of jumping into the next question. What excites you? That that excites me. Like accomplishing these goals and being able to say, okay, I've done that now. I've, I can check it off. What's next? What else am I capable of? And what excites me is knowing that there are zero people who are great because everything went in their favor. Zero. There's not one person in this world, in all of existence, who has never gone through a difficulty or a setback in their life. So the choice is you could take the easy route. That is the one with comfortable options. In order for you to succeed, you have to face challenges. Nevertheless, you have to take the right path and you have to make that choice now. I, I would not hesitate. I would not wait to make that choice. You don't have to make miles of progress in one day. One of the quotes that I've shared with Chris before is the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is right now. It is difficult to start, but the wonderful part is that the pain is worth it. You are not the only one to experience pain. Uh, you do have your own life experience. You do have your own personal setbacks, but there are people that can help you decipher and get through all those things. So the only binds we find ourselves in are the ones that we create. Those are usually made out of fear, fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of inadequacy. And equally, someday you will celebrate yourself for taking a step to the right path. So tomorrow was dependent upon today. And so you can't give up. You cannot give in. You can start with nothing and out of nothing and out of no way, a way will be made for you. So what drives me, what excites me is knowing that it's there waiting for me. I just have to make a decision to move towards it. Listening to you talk about that actually reminded me of a good point that I thought about over time. It was harder for me to think about in my past because I'm the type of person where I always enjoy experiencing things with other people. And I know you, you, you've seen this, Wes, and when we're out and we're, we're spending time together, we're talking, we're going to events. It, it's always be it seems better doing it with someone else. And for the most part, that could be true. But what people have to understand is at the end of the day, when it comes to being successful, failing your way to freedom, that doesn't always entail other people coming with you. And, to become successful, you have to give something. You can't take everything with you to success. 
you have to give up something that could be uh, people in your life that just aren't on the same wavelength as you. That could be material items that you've held on to that you just won't be able to take with you to the top. Whatever the case may be, you will have to make sacrifices and you have to understand that at the end of the day, I'm responsible for my success and my failures as well as Weston is responsible for his failures and his successes. And we may want to do things and be successful together, but we're also on our own paths to success. And we can help each other along the way, but at the end of the day, it's him for him and me for me. We could be on the same team, but we also have to work for ourselves. Definitely. And when you consider separate teams, we've had this recently where I ask you questions not to necessarily have a conversation, but to plant that seed in your mind and have you think about your why. Because if you can come up with reasons that you value what you do, then that trumps anything that I could ever say to you, any motivational speaker, anything. And so that's why a question to you, it's really kind of putting the spotlight back on you and saying, why do you value this? Why do you want to give up? You know, is it the fear of failure? Is it the fear of what others will say or think or do if you do something? Is it boredom, anger, depression, exhaustion? Find your why for all the negative things. Find your why for all the positive things. Why do you want to succeed? Why do you want to be famous? I don't know. Why do you want to move out of state? Why do you want to live abroad? Why do you want to go to school? Find your why and fine tune it. Know what it is entirely. And if you don't, that's okay. But it's not going to go away just because you ignore it or just because you suppress it. Figure out, is it helping you to reach a larger goal? Is it benefiting other people in some way? Is it benefiting yourself? You'll feel more invested and enthusiastic when you see the benefits and the meaning of a task that you're on when you know what your why is. And so that's also something that excites me too, is every day my definition of my why kind of snowballs and builds even more. I figure out something else I want to add on to that. And then I can write it down. For me too, I and this actually is going to go to some people that may be still in school, maybe taking classes for college, just seeking higher education, just in general, it doesn't, you don't have to be a specific age, but kind of talking more so about elementary school and then just grade school, high school. I remember in our school specifically, there was a class where it was all about building skills, job seeking for career building. And I remember there was one question that was asked one day, basically to get to the point of whatever you choose, this is who you're going to go job shadow. So the question was, what would you want to do if you had to choose? Like what type of job, what career? You know, everybody was, oh, firefighter. Okay, well, then you can job shadow a fireman. Oh, I just want to be, a, you know, an attorney for a law office. Okay, well, you can go job shadow an attorney. The problem that I always had with that, even in school, was I felt like it was kind of a narrow way of thinking because everyone is always gung-ho about learning more on how to get a job and how to have a career. But what they don't teach you in school is how to have a happy life and wh how to have peace in your life. You know, for me, it's never been about working five days a week for the rest of my life and then dying. That has never been appealing to me. I remember taking that class and I remember asking the teacher after school, I said, do you honestly think being a teacher 
in this specific class, do you think career is the most important thing? And the teacher looked at me and said, yes, without a doubt, this is the most important thing. And I've always disagreed with that because what you really need to be looking for is something you can do for yourself to get to the point of bringing yourself peace. And that could be taking it from working five days a week to four days a week, having more of that time to yourself to spend it on either your goals, maybe your hobbies and interests, maybe building relationships. But I I would say don't think of it as career is going to be the most important thing because I, I disagree. You may disagree with what I'm saying and that's fine. But for me, what really excites me, motivates me, brings me peace is thinking outside the box and thinking, how can I break the mold to get to where I want to be without spending my entire life or let's just say a third of your life because you're at a job five days a week for 40 hours you on average. So how can I make it to where I could save myself that time and put it towards the things that really mean the most to me in life? I'm going to respond with a quote from Albert Einstein that says, it's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I stay with problems longer. It excites me because he's revered as one of the smartest people in the world of all all mankind. People know him for his iconic crazy hair, for the mustache, whatever it is. You say Einstein, people know exactly who you're talking about. He's known for his mind. He's known for his thoughts. He's known for his intelligence. This quote from him means that if you don't believe in your own potential, then no one else will, regardless of how good you are, regardless of how good other people perceive you to be. If you don't believe in your own potential, you're not, you're not moving forward. You're not progressing. You're kind of stuck where you're at. And so... I keep this one on the forefront and I, I read it every day because it's it's directly from him. It's not somebody talking about him and giving their opinion of how he operates. This is from one of the smartest people in the world. And he's telling you he's not any smarter than you are. He just sticks with it long enough when other people decide to quit. And so that goes back to like one of my questions uh, from you, Chris, of what was the turning point for driving me on the road of success. And it's just knowing that there's nothing I can't do if I simply just apply myself. And that doesn't mean it's going to always be easy. That doesn't mean it's always going to be fun. That doesn't mean it's always going to be uh, flawless or perfect. That just means keep at it and roll up your sleeves, get your hands dirty a little bit, do the work, And it will eventually come into a clearer picture if you simply stick with it. So something else I I think of that excites me and has been a turning point for me was actually leaving college after three and a half semesters. Uh, I had had attended three different colleges and it was only at my last one. It was a private school in my very last semester that they tell me, we actually don't know what you learned in your first year. So we would like you to retake all of your first year courses, <laughs> of course, at our private school tuition costs, three times the amount. We can get you that four-year degree. We can get it to you in about seven years. How's that sound? And I said, absolutely not. And of course, I'm young. I, I think I was 20 at the time. But there was 
something so clear, almost infuriating inside of me that said, no, there's no compromise. There's no discussion about this. It's no. And it, it's one of those weird things because I was so close. I was, I don't know, two two months out, a semester out. Why wouldn't I stop? And it's because as soon as you accept playing games with people who want to push the bar back on your personal success, your personal freedom, you've already lost. I just had to say, no, I'm not playing this game. I'll find out a different way. I may not know what I'm doing yet, but I'll figure it out. And I did. Um, I think if I hadn't made that move, Chris and I wouldn't have been able to reunite out here. A lot of things in my life would be different. Not that they would be necessarily better or worse, but they would be different. Really, what I'm trying to get at is make decisions and make them completely. There is no regret to the decisions you make, even if there's a negative outcome, even if there's a difficulty that comes with it or any other kind of consequence. Make your decisions, stick with them. Ownership and accountability go hand in hand when you make your decisions. So don't blame, accept. With that too, talking about education, I'm actually dealing with having to pay back student loans as well. I mean, I know you're debt free, but I'm, I mean, that's a, a struggle that I'm dealing with currently. And it, it just makes me think because you think of all the intelligent, famous, wealthy people, most of them will tell you they are not college educated. They may have even dropped out of high school. And that to me was kind of a big picture type of thing. It, it really got me thinking because another thing that they push in school is to get higher education so you can get the job that you really want. And I got to tell you, I tried going that route. I was in my third year for graphic design. And I remember thinking, I haven't learned anything about graphic design. I've taken so many prerequisite classes for what? Science, history, mathematics, English. What does that have to do with my major? I, and I was so confused about that. For that too, one thing that I would say, if I could go back and change things, I would have much rather had more of a mentor to teach me things rather than going to school and getting an education. And that's actually one of the questions that I had prepared for tonight, Weston, is if you had considered having a mentor to take you to the next level, you know, who, who would you choose to learn from and why? Because I haven't had that in my life and thinking back on it, I think it would have made the difference. So who, who would you have to mentor you and take you to that next level? Well, I think when you talk of mentors, it's usually somebody of status, a uh, motivational speaker of sorts. And that is somebody who I do have in mind as somebody I, I follow and listen to. Um, but I would also like to make it clear that your mentors can be friends. That can be a mutual mentorship. I, I think... Chris, you and I have that where there's things I learn from you and there's things you learn from me. So it doesn't have to be somebody who seems distant or far away from you or somebody who has a million subscribers on YouTube or anything like that. But um, that being said, the person that I think that would be incredibly fun and empowering to have as a mentor would be uh, Eric Thomas or Dr. Eric Thomas. Uh, and that's just somebody I've listened to so many late nights on repeat. I've got tracks of his on, on my phone that I play when I've got to persevere through some hard times. He's just so 
passionate about what he speaks about. And the energy is hard not to absorb when you're listening to what he says. And the message that he gives, there's nobody else in my mind that I can think of that can compare to what he does. He is number one in my book. So having him as a mentor would be insane. I, I would probably be starstruck. I wouldn't know what to do, even if I just met him. But a mentor to me is somebody who helps you get out of a negative space. Somebody who helps you pull yourself out. Um, They don't do it for you, but they're right there to offer the hand and take up some of the load with you and help you out. So you don't have to do it all on your own. Uh, Successful, motivated people, including Eric Thomas, know that everyone needs a hand along the way. They also have mentors. They don't have to be experts. They don't have to be paid. Uh, You just have to show genuine interest in learning from someone else's experiences. And they are more likely to interact with you in that way. And vice versa, you may be that to them as well. So knowing other people have your back and push you to keep going, even when it's difficult, that can motivate you. That can give you confidence, give you a fresh perspective, and really help you retain a sense of direction that you may have felt you've lost along the way. One thing to make a note of too, especially when it comes to people that are successful, people that are wealthy, people that are public speakers, people that are motivational speakers, all of these people in one way, shape or form either had a mentor or they are mentors. And I know that because when I hear people like Jim Rohn talk about people coming out to his conferences to hear him speak. For him, he says, I don't need the money. The reason I do this is because down the road, one of you is going to reach out to me in one way, shape, or form and tell me, you're the reason why I turned my life around. It was this conference, these notes that I took, that got me on the road to success. And among the many people that I would consider for a mentor... I think Jim Rohn would be one for me because I can tell as an individual, he does things for the people. He doesn't do it for the money, you know, so it's not about that. And that's very important to me that he just wants other people to grow. He wants our future to be brighter because people are smarter. People are well-educated and know how to get to that point and turn to the road to success. People love to have the choice but do not want the responsibility that goes with having that choice. So if you were offered a life of comfortable but average circumstances with no chance at greatness and no chance at failure, would you take it? And that is one of my questions for you, Chris, because this is essentially what we accept when we keep the hand that life has dealt us. But I, myself, you, many of the people listening, we found ourselves in spots If And it may be something that we're still going through. It may still be something that you're going through where you find yourself uttering the phrase, I don't know. When you're posed with a question or a decision to make, it's just that's your response. That's your go-to. That's on your soundboard. I don't know. So really take a moment to think about it, Chris. And honestly, everybody else, take a solid moment to think about it. Would you take that life, the comfortable life where nothing good happens, nothing bad happens, You just exist. And you may even be feeling like that right now. Is that something you accept? 
Well, I know you said take a moment to think about it, but right. to be honest with you, I have already thought about this time and time again. Anytime I'm faced with some kind of difficulty, the analogy that I always get in my head is just being on the highway and being on cruise control, going a certain speed limit, and you might be stuck behind a truck, right? Now, you may want to get around the truck, but you notice that the truck is swaying back and forth. So you have a choice. You can stay behind the truck and maybe be more relatively safe from the sway. Or you can take a risk, try and get around the truck so you can get to your destination sooner than you thought you would and easier. You wouldn't have to worry about the struggles because you met them head on and you went past them. And for me, I've never been the type of person to just take the easy way. Even if that means that I know the consequences that are going to come with it. You know, in the in the days where I was talking about I was going to school online and I was just playing video games the rest of the time, someone might look at that and say, oh, wow, you were just wasting your life. And I agree. I feel like I was. But at the time, you know what I thought about? I thought about, I'm really good at this game. I wonder if I practiced it this many hours a day, if I could be professional at this game. And I know that may sound silly to some people, but back then, whenever I was going to school, that was a goal of mine. I said I wanted to practice every day. I wanted to do this for hours. To me, it, it wasn't necessarily about having fun. It was more of putting in the work, making it more of a job. Because if I ended up becoming professional at that specific game, I mean, that would have opened up so many doors for me. And so, think about something as simple as that. People used to say, oh, well, if you just play video games all the time, you're never going to make anything of yourself. And now today, there's streamers online that just stream video games all day long. People come and watch them do it. And they make a living doing that. Looking back, obviously, I didn't become a professional at the game. But it was something that I was faced with. Uh, we were living in a town where there were no jobs available. But instead of just rolling over and playing it safe and just going to school, believe it or not, I was trying to take other routes on the highway to get to the point of success. In hindsight, I realized that it probably wasn't the best use of my time. But at that time, I thought, if this is going to be it, I need to make sure to dedicate myself. I need to do it every day. I need to work hour, 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 hour. I, I got upset and I would get emotionally invested. And I would say, you know, I'm not going to quit. I'm just going to keep trying. I may have lost. I may keep losing. I may be on a lose streak. I may be faced with failure, but I'm going to keep trying. And in essence, again, as silly as that may seem because it's a game, that is something that we should all be striving for in the real world as well. You know, we're faced with failure. You can either stay behind the truck and cruise control where it's safe, or you can get past it, move on to the next thing. And you bring up a good point when you say that, because changes to your plans, your goals, um, they can seem daunting, challenging, even devastating. Um, but you know that they're necessary. And... Chris, this is something you and I have talked before about before off camera. And that is you have to be willing to let things be stripped away from you. 
even if it's something that you so desperately want, that you're passionate about, that you desire, you have to let those things be taken from you so that something else comes in that can be better. And I know sometimes we get caught up with, well, if this is so great and this is so fun and so I'm so passionate about it, why does it have to go away? Why do I have to give it up? And part of that is to help develop what you are meant to be. Because if you consider the level you're at of being comfortable, of being happy, of being settled, there's no growth from there. There's no movement. There's no freedom. There's no success. There's no challenge. Any of these things that seem like they're they're pushing down on you and they and they weigh a lot. Those are some of the most beneficial things to you in the long term uh, because they bring improvements, advancements, other opportunities into your life. And so trust that everything you need comes at the perfect time. You know, take your life seriously. Take your decisions seriously. Move in a way that cannot be mistaken by others as guesswork. Rid yourself of any negative influences that can be people, that can be behaviors, that can be ideas that you personally have. Build a routine. Stay consistent with that routine. Be agile enough to change when beneficial, but don't bend any of your core values. Do what is right, always. Respect yourself and respect others, always. Extend grace, always. Improve your character, always. And you get results, always. You get things done, always. And you have the individual power to determine your attitude and your thoughts every single day. If that doesn't motivate you, Chris, I don't know what does. It does motivate me. And actually thinking about it, thinking about that time in my life where I thought I would try and become a professional at that specific video game. At this point, like I said, is kind of irrelevant. I didn't reach that goal. And at the time, I didn't stop trying. I tried for years. And believe me, years, 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 hours a day, hours a week, I mean, essentially, I didn't have a life. And I didn't reach that goal, and that's fine. At the time, I was upset. At the time, like I said, I was emotionally invested. I was physically invested, and it just didn't happen. And one thing that I would say is a takeaway from that is, even if you set a goal and you hit it from all sides, you work your hardest, you do what it takes to research it, You put in the work, the time, the effort, the energy, the sweat, the blood, the tears, the heart. Things may not ever come to fruition with that. But what you should really be thinking about is the qualities that you take away from that moment. For me, I was persistent. I was full of heart. I went for it. No matter what people said, they thought it was stupid. I don't care. This is something I'm doing. And that's very important. That is, that is what makes people successful. I may not have achieved that particular goal, but that moment and that time in my life got me to where I am now. And it's given me some of the qualities that I feel will lead me to success. And it got me thinking too, because Weston, I know you wanted to play football professionally. So I was hoping maybe you could talk a little bit about what happened with that scenario, because I think that's very similar to kind of what I'm trying to explain here. Well, in that instance, um, I had played in college. I had gone from a high school that had a subpar career for the first time since I was born. That was my senior year. And I didn't want to end on a bad note. 
uh, I did want to pursue that further. And first year freshman, take all the lumps, do all the grunt work, you know, be the blocking dummy. I did all that. I, I did the morning lifts. I did the conditioning. I did what was required of me, what was expected of me, and then some. And beyond that, you start to build the confidence. You're moving. You're progressing. You've proven to yourself. You've proven to others what you're capable of. And then I suffer an injury that takes football away from me. It's no longer an option for me any, anymore. Didn't matter how much I wanted it. Didn't matter how much I was willing to give. That was not something that was going to be obtainable for me. And if I still had tried to pursue that, I would have been met with more disappointment. So at that point, there was a lot of stress and frustration and bitterness for having that being stripped from me. But what I did do was give everything I had. What I did do was find out what I valued and appreciated from the sport and also find out some things that I did not value and appreciate. I saw a lot of things behind the scenes that I didn't personally believe in. I saw a lot of things behind the scenes that made it something that I didn't enjoy anymore. And to say that it was all negative is just simply not true, but it is hard to see past the explosions sometimes when something that you valued and enjoyed and treasured is no longer available to you. It's hard not to see anything other than disappointment. But at this point now, you know, I made friendships. I, I made networking connections that I otherwise would not have made. And I made some lifelong friends there that I, I can't replace with any other experience in my life. Yeah. And at the time, as negative as it may seem to innocence throw in the towel, that was never really the case for either of us. We didn't do it voluntarily. We did it because, in a sense, we had to. I know your situation is a bit more severe and your situation is a bit more realistic than mine. But for me, I came to a point to where I had a decision to make. I said, this is changing. This is something that it's it's turning me into a negative person. It's making it to where... I'm putting in all this work and I feel like I'm not making any kind of ground. And I know it may seem like that for the listeners as well. You may be faced with problems or struggles in your life and you may feel like no matter what you do, you're not making any headway. But what I took away from that was being able to find my peace in that, you know, I tried. I tried my hardest. I always did. I always tried my hardest. I always did the best I could have done. And even if it was never good enough to get to that professional level, I still look back on that and I, I thank myself for doing it because, again, you you learn lessons, you learn new discoveries about yourself, and it does really make you the person that you are. So just always remember the positives and don't dwell on the negatives. And some situations really are bad for you. And they can be detrimental to your future success, to your finances, to your relationships, to your work, whatever it is. There are instances where you should absolutely stop or give up or quit or get out uh, if they do take 
from your personal life more than what you were willing to give. And I think it's important to acknowledge those and make an effort to get away from them. But that brings up a point of quitting. Uh, There is very much a negative connotation, and it doesn't even seem like that fits into our podcast and what we talk about. But it goes back to your why. So it's easy to quit. It's harder to quit knowing why to quit, when to quit, how to quit, and where you're going once you quit. Definitively find that out. Because if something is making you ill or truly miserable, then it's not likely the right path for you to be on. So do take that leap of faith, change direction, and rediscover your purpose. Because even if it's something that you thought you wanted, be open and be willing to accept that it might not be what's best for you. So that brings me to the last question, too, uh, that I have for you, Chris. What brings you peace? I think what really brings me peace is knowing that regardless of the struggles I'm going through now, regardless of the negative situations I've been through, regardless of the times in my life that have been the darkest and the most dangerous, I made it past. I'm still here. I'm pushing forward. I'm on the track. I turned the car on. I started driving. Now I'm on the on-ramp to success. And again, success for me is different than yours, Weston. And different from the viewers as well. But the point I'm trying to make is my piece is knowing that if I'm not here tomorrow, I tried to get to that point no matter what. And I wasn't always the best at it. I wasn't always as fierce as other people at it. But I'm constantly trying to better myself, constantly trying to learn new things, constantly reading books to discover things about myself, constantly putting in the effort and the work to get to that point. And that's the most important thing, in my opinion, because things are going to be hard. You may be faced with struggles that you didn't account for. And the road might be a lot longer than you thought it was going to be. But I would say as long as you're driving towards it, as long as you have a full tank when you start, you should be able to make it past every single roadblock that you're faced with and still say, what else you got for me? What else are you going to throw my way that I can make it past? What storm am I going to sail through today? And that, to me, is what brings me peace, ultimately. You talk about having your peace, not wanting anything to come between it, and refusing to have something break your peace, Weston. Throwing it back at you, my question for that is, what was the point in your life when you realized having peace meant that it was going to be required? I've dealt with difficulties in my personal life, uh, whether it be with work or even family. And at some point you realize that the race, the, the craziness, it doesn't stop until you tell it to stop. And you have to mean it. You have to command it. You have to control it. And that's when I, I decided to do it is when this craziness, it just was 24-7. It didn't stop. Um, I took on physical health problems. I had gallstones from how stressed out I was. And at that point, it's not enough to just whimper out a stop or a no, don't do that or anything like that. You have to be deliberate with what you require. You have to say, this is how it is. And I will not tolerate anything other than this. And it's setting a boundary for yourself. And for the peace that 
you create. For me, peace is a sanctuary and I carry it with me wherever I go, whether that's driving in traffic, whether that's being, you know, cut in line, whatever it is, I don't lose my sense of peace based on what other people say or do or don't say or don't do. What they do is irrelevant. And that's just a point that I've had to come to is my peace is my responsibility. Therefore, my peace is mine. It's my possession. And people cannot take that from me. They cannot affect it unless I allow them to. And something that has recently made an impact on me and it brings me peace is that we've been given the raw materials to build our life. From birth, you've been given raw materials. Like them or not, what environment you grew up in, none of those things are your fault, but they are reality. And the question is whether you learn and put forth the effort to build something that you're proud of or settle for a tent. Don't spend your time hoping for a break because that's wasted effort. And apply yourself to obtain what you want. Be flexible to setbacks and disappointment. And know that there's always a way through any setbacks or disappointments that you're going through. For me, if my worry or my fear is consistent, I know it's extraordinarily powerful and effective. And if my faith is temporary and not maintained, it's weak and misunderstood as ineffective. And it's easy to wallow in the dark because nothing is required of you. So if you want light and you want to see everything clearly and you want to know what you're doing, there is work involved. And so are you willing to be shown your personal power through struggles and setbacks? Or would you rather not know what you're capable of? And you have to be honest with yourself. And that's how I obtained my peace was being honest with myself and what I wanted, with what I was afraid of, with what I was unwilling to do, and really with what I thought was too difficult for me to accomplish. And it's at that point that the question I had to answer was, do I want what's best for me? And if my answer is anything other than yes, then I've got work to do, or I just give up and stay on the ground. But my answer is yes. And some people might say, I don't know what that would look like. And that's enough of an excuse for many people not to pursue their own personal peace, their own personal freedom, their own personal success. And so with every fiber of my being, I strongly encourage and advise you to pursue it. You will not be disappointed. That was very well said. And I actually want to end the episode with an activity, if you will. This goes for both of us, Weston. I'll be doing it as well. This also goes out for the viewers. Make a list of 15 goals that you can set for the next 30 days. And again, don't make them too easy. Set a list of 15 goals that you can complete within the next 30 days. And that means completing one every two days. And there could be five short-term goals, five medium tier goals, and then five long-term goals for the 30 days. But if you set that for yourself and you do this activity with us, I think you'll be amazed by the end of that 30 days how many that you've actually checked off the list. And if you can't get to all of them, don't beat yourself up. The reason we set goals is to see what we're capable of. And we're always growing. The road to success is always under construction. Steve Harvey. So just remember that. 
And also, I encourage you to find someone that you trust, find somebody that you respect, find somebody that you look up to in some way, shape, or form, and share those goals with them. Show them that you want to change your life, that you want to improve. You never know what somebody else has gone through. You never know what somebody else's experiences are that could help you, that could help elevate you to that next level if only they knew that you were trying to go a certain way. Plus, people love to see effort. They love a success story. Um, and I think one of the the hardest eye-rolling experiences I can think of is when you see somebody who had everything handed to them. I'm not alone in the number of people that just absolutely despise that. So if you're maybe embarrassed about having to work your way up from the bottom, don't be. There, There's plenty of people that are willing and happy to help. And I also want to remind you, don't give into temptation, don't self-depreciate, and don't place blame on anybody or anything, even if they're wrong. There, there's no more blame in what you do. And you deserve success and freedom as much as anyone else in this world. So run to it. Don't wait. With that also, there's one of two things that might happen when you tell people what your goal list is. A, they're going to say, oh, that's actually a good idea. I should probably do that for myself. So what you're doing with that is you're encouraging other people to get involved. You're encouraging other people to build themselves up. It's a positive thing. Or B, they may not be thrilled about your list. They may not care. They may not feel like it's relevant. But guess what? If that's the case, from that point, you know what type of person they are. And you'll know whether or not they're actually looking to become successful themselves. I want to thank you so much for joining us whenever it is that you've joined us and we value you, you guys listening to us and what we have to say. If you have any ideas for topics, things you'd like us to discuss, perhaps you'd even like to be on the podcast at some point and discuss with us, uh, feel free to go to our website and follow our newsletter. Remember guys, we deliver weekly episodes to our website and other streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple iTunes. And it's been a pleasure, guys. That website again is failtosale.com. And until next time, happy sailing, everyone. <laughs>